0: You can start.
1: Okay. <laughs> Hi everyone, and welcome to episode eighty-eight of the Professional Book Nerds podcast, presented by OverDrive. This is Adam, and I'm joined by Jill. Jill, even though I was just talking to you, how you doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you, Adam?
1: I'm great. We're great. <laughs> Everything's great. Um, so on today's episode, do you want to tell people what we're gonna do? Yes.
0: So. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> please, um...
1: please keep up the you're doing telemarketing voice the entire. <laughs>
0: Episode. <laughs> so, uh, we had some of our fabulous listeners email us. Yes, we did. Professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. Good job. And they, because uh, we'd asked, like, couple, over the last couple of weeks to give us um, what they were recently reading or mm-hmm. finished, and we would give them some recommendations. So, yeah. that's this episode. Yes,
1: it is. And we should give um, our coworkers some credit, and we'll shout out who we, we, who did it. But we got some help with these recommendations. Um Obviously, you and I haven't read everything. Correct. So if someone asked for a YA book, we talked to one of our YA specialists as an example. So um, we can just dive right into these, and we won't tell you the people's last names out of respect, but you'll know who you are by the first name, and then everyone else, I think these books are still... Really good. So the first one we will do is James. And what I'll do, we're just kind of making this up as we go, but um, <laughs> I will.
0: Indeed read, we are.
1: I'll read basically their email so that if you haven't read the book that they're reading, if it sounds interesting, it's kind of like a book recommendation from a fellow listener. So I'll go through and say what they read slash our reading, and then I'll give you some of the recommendations from our, our staff for this one. So the first one is James. Uh, he said he's reading Stabbing Set with Sapphires, which is a really fun name, by L.A. Nisula, uh, which is book three in the Cassie Pengir Mysteries series. It's a cozy steampunk mystery. Which sounds good. Pretty awesome. Uh, he's also reading The Domino Lady by Lars Anderson. This is a collection of pulp fiction stories featuring the character from the 1936 issues of Saucy Romantic Adventures magazine. Uh, He says, These things were extremely titillating for their time, but they're really tame now. But I do enjoy my masked vigilante crime fighters. James, I love every book that you sent us, by the way. I just want (laughs) to throw that out there. Uh, The third one is Skin Game by Tanya Brown, or Tonya Brown. Uh, This is the third book in the Skin Trade series and is set in the Old West after a zombie apocalypse has wrecked most of early America. The series traces the rise to womanhood of our heroine, Sam who tracks and skins zombies for a living since The Walking Dead has robbed the country of buffalo hides. Which makes sense.
0: I mean... Yeah,
1: obviously. Obviously. I should point out, almost almost did it at the beginning, forgot. Uh, We'll put all of these in the show notes, so if you're listening to this, you don't have to be frantically writing these down. You can just look in the show notes. I'll put in there everyone's books that they sent us and then also our recommendations. James' last one is Storm of Chains by Jeremiah D. Schmidt. This is a standalone story in the Aethosphere Chronicles. Uh, It's a series of steampunk fantasy stories and relates the backstory to Drish Larkin, the cantankerous and and embittered ex-noble first mate of the airship Chimera. James, those are all fantastic. Uh, Liz, on our team, who is a fan of steampunk, she recommends the Aeronauts Windglass by Jim Butcher, And if you appreciate the more whimsical steampunk and or humor of P.G. Wodehouse, the Parasol Protectorate series by Gail Carriger. The first book is uh, the first book is called Soulless. She also gave a few self-published books here because James sent us a few self-published ones. Uh, She recommends Scourge or Scourge. That's the word. Scourge by David H. Burton. The Dream Engine series. The first book is the same name by Sean Platt. And Johnny B. Truant, and the Ice Fire trilogy. The first book is called Fire and Ice by Patty Jansen. Those was so many names. I want to take a sip of water. If you want to want to go, so first off, James, thank you. And they all are in the show notes. Your recommendations,
0: fabulous. Okay, mm-hmm. next up we have our listener Andrea, mm-hmm. who um, sent us. I like that she sort of divided it by physical book, ebook, and audiobook because I do the same thing. Yeah. That's, it's awesome So um, the physical book she'd read Was Sweet Breath of Memory By Ariel Cohen And um, she says I just started this one and I'm already in love With the restorative nature of this chicklet Her ebook is A Study in Charlotte By Brittany Cavallaro I'm gonna go with Cavallaro oh. <laughs> Fun YA With the descendants <laughs> Of Sherlock Holmes and John Watson Who doesn't love Sherlock and Watson You for sure the audiobook book is uh, The Swan's Thieves by Elizabeth Kostova, who I love. Yes, you
1: do. And now I love her as well. Right?
0: She's fabulous. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is a deep look into an artist and his descent into depression. Yes. So, for recommendations, Christina.
1: <laughs> this is amazing. We asked Christina to do this recommendation, and she's like, well, what do you need for me? I was like, just a book and maybe a sentence or two. Nope. She gave us a monologue, which... <laughs> Jill's going to read. I'm
0: going to read. <laughs> okay. um, So. The, but fir- already, the first part of the monologue of, of, is
1: right, of Christina's description. Right, it's her description of the book. Yeah.
0: But do I have to read that part too? You,
1: you, if you <laughs> want to, you can, but you do not need to.
0: Okay, I'm going to skip the part. Sorry, Christina. <laughs> so uh, the author, uh, sh- Christina specifically says the author revisits, not to be confused with a retelling. Mm-hmm. And a revisit takes some of the scenery and characters we know and love, but gives a whole new spin. Uh, Cavallaro isn't alone in this. Many authors, especially YA YA authors, love to do this. So some of the best include A.G. Howard's Splintered series, which explores Wonderland in the present day. Alice's ancestor is a teenage girl caught between new great loves in two very different worlds. Others include A.C. Galgan's Scarlet series, which takes us back to Nottingham and Robin Hood's Band of Thieves. Scarlet, the, quickly, the quickest and deadliest with a knife, tells a story we already know, but through her eyes. Her biggest secret isn't the fact that she's a girl pretending to be a boy, and the slow burn reveal is worth reading the whole series in one sitting. Plus, if that you read... That really sounds
1: Yeah, I, and I can actually say, as I mentioned num- numerous times, uh, Christina and my wife are very good friends, and they read similar books. Uh, both Scarlet and the Splinter, the Scarlet series and the Splintered series get Alex's stamp of approval as well. Okay. I haven't read them but I will say if it takes you back to Nottingham and Robin Hood's Band of Thieves you could imagine uh, our lovely lovely human being Alan Rickman doing his whole Loxley I'll cut your heart out with a spoon sure. thing. Sure, sure.
0: So there's that. So. And you
1: do you want me to do this one since you yeah. did it? Yeah, and you did it. So for her audiobook, she mentioned The Swan Thieves by Elizabeth Kostova. Uh, so I did a little bit of a cop-out to promote ourselves. Uh, Elizabeth Kostova has a new book coming out April 11th. It is called The Shadowland. The reason I know that exact date is because I got to interview her at ALA. So I'm going to give you a quick description of the Shadowland. And then I also had one more recommendation because Shadowland doesn't come out till April 11th. And that'd be mean of us to give you a recommendation that comes out in three months. Uh, But the Shadowland is all about a young American woman. Her name is Alexandra Boyd. Uh, She has traveled to Bulgaria and she's hoping that a life abroad will uh, kind of fix some of the wounds left by the loss of her beloved brother. Uh, Once she gets there, she is helping an elderly couple out of a taxi and she realizes that she accidentally took one of their bags. And in the bag, there is an urn filled with human ashes, and she kind of sets off to un- uncover that person's life. And it plays out really, really beautifully, like you would imagine, because it's an Elizabeth Gustova novel. Uh, it's thrilling and expansive and portrays the beautiful kind of culture of Bulgaria. Um, you'll hear this sh- soon, but Elizabeth Gustova kind of spent a lot of time in Eastern Europe as a child, so she's very, she has very vivid memories of that area. So, uh, the one that's available now that I chose is the Moonstone by Wilkie Collins. Um, Andrea had mentioned that she also had read the historian and was a really big fan of that. So the Moonstone is more like the historian than it is like the Swan Thieves. Uh, so Moonstone, the Moonstone, a priceless yellow diamond is looted from an Indian temple and maliciously bequeathed to Rachel Verinder on her 18th birthday, her friend and suitor Frank, uh, Franklin. Blake brings the gift to her. That very night, it's stolen again. Uh, No one is above suspicion as the idiosyncratic Sergeant Cuff and the Franklin piece together a puzzling series of events as mystifying as an opium dream and as deceptive as the nearby shivering sand. I have heard the Moonstone described very much kind of like the Da Vinci Code type of a all-over-the-place thriller, mystery kind of a thing. So that one's available now. So
0: That sounds really good.
1: Yeah, I... Like I said, I had that one I hadn't read, but I am going to because I was interested.
0: So. I'm trying to see who has it so I can put it on hold. But Julia,
1: yeah, you're, <sighs> you're, you, you're so good at doing this. I can I cut do. this out if you would like. But no. I feel like every book that we talk about, you'll get a hold <laughs> that comes available to you very soon after it's available. And you're like, oh yeah,
0: no, I've had I um, this week it was a. Uh, Caraval. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so mad about and And uh, I think I'm going to have to check up the date. Um, I, was it last week or the week before? So, like books, if listeners may not know, Tuesday is book release day yes, it for is. like 99% of the books out in the world, mm-hmm. unless you're like J.K. Rowling or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: and you, and you can set your own release day. Um,
0: and so, Tuesdays are book release days. And uh, so, if you put books on hold, overdrive you'll get a notification tuesday mornings if you are first in line Uh uh-huh and or your library bought a bunch of books um so yeah so i had carval and then i got the veronica roth carve the mark the same Mm day can i just tell you
1: so we were talking about this before we started recording but um our good friend zarada cordova who's been on the podcast twice is coming on uh, she'll be on next week by the time this comes out to talk about some romance novels that she has been reading because she's writing romance novels. And I have to tell you, in addition to being on vacation right now in a very warm place, she's also been Instagramming how she's been reading Caraval. So I've been staring at her Instagram and see and you and I have been talking about the fact that you both have it, and I want to read it so bad and I'm so so upset about this. I'm sure people, Gotta put it on hold. I'm sure people are playing the world's smallest violin for me right now. So it's fine.
0: Put on hold like the rest of us. I
1: I am on hold. <laughs> I just didn't do it quickly I told enough.
0: you, I did it the same day we were recording that episode and I, I was like first in line or like apparently up in I the top.
1: That's a good job by you because we, I don't want to say that we like bump people's holds list gigantically, but I'm just saying like, and not even like holds, like I don't, don't think we affect people's checkouts at the libraries like too much, like how many people are checking out certain things, but... If people hear about it. It's smart. Of you oh, to you hop mean on the, on the podcast. List. Yeah, yeah. It's smart of you to hop that you know hop on that list before we tell anybody. You know, if we record it on a Tuesday, it doesn't come out until Thursday. Jill's already on that waiting list. That's just smart. So I need to start doing that. It's
0: like when you find that restaurant, the little hole in the wall. You're like, yeah. don't tell anybody. Then everyone will go, and I'll never be able to get a table again. Exactly. Okay. So moving on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um. Next up, we have Tina. Some of the books. So Tina gave us a list of um, four books that she uh, is currently reading, which is Small Great Things by Jodi Picoult, which mm-hmm. we'll get to in a minute because one of our other people mentioned that one. Yes. And then um, Bad Feminist by Roxane Gay and Americana. And we have talked about those at length. A couple of times. A couple yeah. of times. So it's because they're awesome. You, they are very awesome, but previous episodes we have lots of recommendations. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the one we did with the, the – um, the read harder challenge the book right when we talked about americana a lot and sort of similar books with the immigrant um narrative and so okay but she just finished the girl before by jp delaney which is sort of like the big um girl book I don't really it, know how no, to describe it. No, that's a good it. way to
1: describe it. If you look at the cover, it looks like any of the titles in the last couple of years that have had the name, the word girl in it. There's been a been, trend, as I'm been, sure our
0: listeners have noticed. And it's
1: because they've been very popular. And they this have. one is also very popular.
0: Right. So, um, aside from sort of the more well-known books that would fall into that, there, uh, I recommend The Couple Next Door by uh, Sherry LaPena. Anne and Marco Conti seem to have it all, a loving relationship, a wonderful home, and their beautiful baby Cora, but one night when they are at a dinner party next door, a terrible crime is committed, suspicion immediately focuses on the parents, but the truth is a much more complicated story. That sounds really good. Right? That sounds really good. And then I would also recommend The Woman in Cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. I love Ruth Ware. I wonder if anybody has her book yet, so I can put it on hold, because her third one... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> has been announced. Like they uh I think it's called the Lion Game and it's coming out sometime, um in the next year, or next this year, next year. Anyway, uh I love her. And uh the woman in cabin ten is about um I think Jim mentioned this too. He may have the, it's on my list. Okay. I really it's wanna read it. So this. good. It's uh the narrator, uh the heroine narrator Low goes on a boat like a small I don't want to call it a cruise ship, like a yacht, like a fancy yacht. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. a party thing. Mm-hmm. And um, she has this experience about um, the woman in the cabin X where cabin 10 getting thrown overboard and disappearing. Ugh. But then everybody's accounted for, mm-hmm. like all the passengers, all of the staff. There's no missing woman, but she knows that this woman um, has magically disappeared. And so it's sort of on this. Hunt, you yeah. know, like, she's like, did I really imagine it? Did it really happen? It's very good. So I, I recommend any of um, Ruth Ware's books, uh, but I, I especially loved The Woman in Cabin 10, and then yeah, I don't know when the Lion Game comes out, but it was announced a couple weeks ago.
1: But, as, but rest assured,
0: Jill is going to hop on the waiting list. I'm going to hop on that waiting you. list if anybody has it. I don't yeah. know. The it girl might be a little on, too early.
1: The Girl on Cabin 10 is one of the ones that Several people have told me, and I'm absolutely going to read it in the very near future.
0: I highly recommend it. Nice. What is my overdrive password?
1: <laughs> um, were there other ones that you had for that? Or
0: no? Okay.
1: So next we have Jesse, and first off, shout out to Jesse. She says, "I've listened to all your episodes. I'm a big fan. Thanks. By the way, if you listened to the first few and you stuck with us, seriously, love thank you. Jesse, you. you're awesome." Uh, she is here's what she's currently reading, Small great things by Jody Pico and Barbarian Days a Surfing Life. Uh, so for the recommendations for small great things, first thing I anything by Jody is wonderful. Do you have a favorite Jody Pigo book Not to plain put you on plain truth plain truth
0: yeah the, the um Amish uh, it's an Amish community and a baby is born and dies, and they're Amish. and so. I enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. That was the one I had signed by her.
1: Yeah. So I am a huge fan of 19 Minutes. Oh, that's a good one, too. Yeah, I I don't want to... This is not the right way to say it, but tra- you're already laughing because you know what I want to say. Like, I, for some reason, these books in, are incredibly upsetting to me, but I'm drawn to, like, tragedies in schools and communities t- type of books. Like, another one is, uh, you know, This Is Where It Ends by Marie, which we talked about a whole bunch of times, but... I think a lot of the, the reactions and emotions of teenagers are so raw, if they're written correctly, that I think, um, I don't know, they just kind of, I feel more for them a lot of times. But 19 Minutes, it's startling, and it's a startling and poignant story of the aftermath of a tragic high school shooting. Um, it has some similar kind of courtroom type of a thing, situations like small great things um it's really just like a lot of Jodie Pigo's books it's it's thought-provoking and the ending is absolutely incredible um yes much like small great things it is it's not gonna be a pick-me-up throughout the book you're gonna maybe have some tissues next to you but I she's just ridiculously talented so
0: yeah she talked somebody asked her about that I think like when she writes her books she knows like what the twist maybe mm-hmm. isn't right the word but twist well kind of, kind of is sort right of word. yeah she usually knows that in advance it's just sort of getting there yeah that yeah
1: which is crazy to me it's like M. Night Shyamalan I think is the same thing like works yes. backwards from an insane mm-hmm. twist um I also recommended Run by Ann Patchett uh you might recognize that name she wrote Commonwealth which was the number one New York Times bestseller uh Run is set over the period of 24 hours and it takes us from the Museum of Comparative Zoology at Harvard to a home for retired Catholic priests in downtown Boston. It shows us how worlds of privilege and poverty can go, can coexist only blocks apart from each other and how family can include people you never even met. Um, again, she's pretty well known lately, so I think uh, you'll really enjoy that as well. And then for Barbarian Days, A Surfing Life, okay, I got a little creative with this. Barbarian Days is a autobiography of a surfer who lived just an incredible life. Um, Finnegan is his name. And so his autobiography talks about how he traveled all over the world. And there was a few times that he, as a surfer, was like surfing while dropping LSD and all these crazy experiences that he had. So I did three different ones for this. And Jesse, you're going to have to email us and tell me your thoughts on this because they're a little outside of the box. First one, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Sure. Autobiography, filled with drugs, hallucinations. Um, Hunter S. Thompson is just incredible when it comes to storytelling. So I highly recommend it if you haven't read it yet. Car Sick by John Waters, which we mentioned previously, but um, his traveling story is going from east to west. Car, uh, you know, basically... Um, What's the word I'm trying to think of? Road trip? You, well, yes, <laughs> but um, when he you asked other people... Oh, my God. Hitchhiker? Hitchhiking, yeah. Jeez. He hitchhiked across America. At, I think his, <laughs> he was 68 uh, years old. Um, so that's Car Sick by John Waters. And then I'm a huge baseball fan, and Bill Beck is super unique in the sense that he is basically the founding father of like promotion when it comes to sports. Um, so he did all these crazy things. Like, he had um, a midget is that the right word had a midget come in like play a baseball game the kid the guy was like four feet tall and then he introduced all sorts of different things that people now would think are crazy but you'll see lots of times in, like minor league b- baseball games but he brought a ton of attention so he has an autobiography called Vec, as in wreck uh, even if you don't like baseball at all it's really really interesting and tells a lot of funny stories so um those are the three and again let us know if you think i'm crazy on those i'll totally understand if you do so <laughs> um those are the recommendations we had for all of our listeners that wrote in um if you are hearing this and you just want some recommendations we'll continue doing different episodes like this but um if you email us we'll try to respond to you if it's going to be a while before we do another yep. thing or you can email, you can tweet at us yep. at pro Book nerds and we can try to give you recommendations there as well um, so that's the recommendation portion Um, We also built in a list on Overdrive.com that's hard to find, as Jill mentioned to me.
0: Overdrive.com slash explore. Nice job. That's That's how you find the explore
1: page. Okay. Overdrive.com slash explore. Uh, We built out a list of the biggest books coming out in February, and I just thought we could kind of go through a couple of them that we're really excited about. So did you, I didn't, not to put you on the spot, but did you pull one up while I was chatting?
0: I'm very excited about Lincoln in the Bardo, mm-hmm. which has been mentioned multiple times. But it's
1: available now, next week.
0: Correct. What I'm really excited about, though, is the audiobook version.
1: Oh, my God. It sounds so
0: amazing. Right? Yes. This is what I'm saying. Continue. Okay. This I don't have pulled up. <laughs>
1: so- well, even if you did have it pulled up, there's so many people.
0: I couldn't, I couldn't name everybody. Um, so... Oh, the talk about you book. while I find the audiobook? No, no, I got it. Okay. I'm I've
1: As we both frantically type into the microphones.
0: So, okay. um, the audiobook version of Lincoln and the Bardo, book Lincoln in the Bardo. I'm mm-hmm. so excited I can't talk. It's okay. It's okay. Um, is huge. There's like a huge it's it's a production. Yeah. It is a total production. Um, no, I don't have it pulled up because I apparently clicked the wrong thing. So, <laughs>
1: I don't either, because I thought you were going to. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Google. Keep going. I am Googling it right Google's now. Google's failed me. That's all right. You're good. We're going to... That's all right. Magic of podcasting. Um, so... Here we
0: go. Now I got it. Okay. Magic of podcasting, people. 166 <laughs> people, that if this number from Time is correct. Is Time Magazine. Um, yeah, Lincoln in the Bardot... Has a star-studded cast of 166 narrators, including Nick Offerman, David Sedaris, Lena Dunham, Ben Stiller, Susan Sarandon, Megan Mullally, uh, Don Cheadle. Those are just the ones that are in the article from Time Magazine. I've seen other ones. So it's a big...
1: Rain Wilson. <sighs> Love him. Bill Hader. Uh, you said David Sedaris. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, here's
0: a full list. Okay, Miranda ooh. July.
1: Keegan Michael Kate Keegan Keegan oh, I
0: can't talk out.
1: Keegan Michael Key. Oh. Kat Dennings. Did you say some of these? Did mm. you say Megan Mullally? I did. I should listen when you talk.
0: Bradley Whitford. Aw, love and him. Stiller. Julianne Moore. I said those. I know,
1: I'm just <laughs> rereading them now.
0: So it's a big deal. So I'm I'm really, really looking forward to this audiobook. So I feel like this I feel it's like the stuff. audiobook
1: of Lincoln and the Bardo is gonna be one of those situations around our office very similar to like House of Leaves. Like once someone's listened to it, they're gonna be like, I need to talk about it. I need to find someone who has also listened to it. Uh, I wanna be one of those people. Have
0: you listened to House of Leaves? I don't think that would work very well. As an no, audiobook. I meant like reading
1: House <laughs> of Leaves and I only think of House of Leaves because it's such an endeavor to read It is
0: such an endeavor. That's why I'm like, I don't think an audio book would work. No, around. it wouldn't,
1: but you mentioned Jim earlier and he's currently Reading it. Oh, you did tell me that because his girlfriend was like, "You should uh, read this," and he didn't want to tell her no.
0: So good.
1: <clears throat> it, it's but it's a lot. But
0: that's a lot. Yeah.
1: Anyway, I think like, and then once people finish it, it's going to be like... like, "I need to talk about it." That was my roundabout thing I was discussing. So anyway, um yeah, I'm also incredibly excited about that. You know what else I'm incredibly excited about? No. What? Norse, Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. It's been yeah. talked about a few times in here, but man, am I excited! Um, basically Neil Gaiman has always been inspired by ancient mythology Uh, so what he does is he stays true to myths and envisioning a major Norse pantheon so Odin and Thor and everybody um, and he basically takes these stories that we are all familiar with and he puts them into a novelistic arc that begins with the genesis of the legendary nine worlds and delves into the exploits of deities, dwarfs, and giants I'm going to read this like a hundred times, probably. So, and yeah. I'm not gonna worry about putting it on hold because I'm just gonna come right and say it. I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna. I am i do not care. <laughs> that's
0: okay. Yeah, so, that's fine. Um, "King's Cage" by Victoria. I cannot talk today. It's
1: okay. Yeah, I do. I did. Laugh. You. I laughed that you jumped over Victoria, which that's not that <laughs> difficult to look. A... "King's
0: Cage" by Victoria Avyard. Um, it is part of the Her Red Queen series. So this is the third one. Mm-hmm. I'm sure many of our young adult fantasy listening l- listeners.
1: <laughs> listening listeners. Yep. It's a day, Adam. I know. You and I are having a string of days. That's okay.
0: Um, Yeah, so that's coming out this month as well. Very exciting.
1: Um, Another one is, and she was just on the podcast, but Min Jin Lee's Pachinko. Uh, it comes out I think the seventh. And in addition to her being on the podcast and being a lovely human being, it's also, I, I'm seeing all sorts of lists that are calling it Mm -hmm. one of the best books of the year, best books of the month, best books in a long time. So I'm not going to rehash because there's a half hour episode of her talking about it, but Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Um, Do you have another one that you would like to discuss?
0: Yes. A Book of Murders by Joyce Carol Oates. Murder. I said, did I say murder? No, you said it right. Okay. <laughs> I
1: just, I was, that was a callback from when Emma's on the podcast, and she's like, murder.
0: Okay, A Book of American Martyrs.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: I don't this moment. I was like, what did I say? Um, by Joyce Carol Oates. Okay, I admittedly am not a fan of Joyce Carol Oates.
1: Not a good start, but keep going.
0: <laughs> but this actually sounds really interesting. Um, tells the story of two very different and yet intimately linked American families, Luther Dunphy is an ardent evangelical who envisions himself as acting out God's will when he assassinates an abortion provider in a small Ohio town. While um the doctor is idealistic but self-regarding and leaves behind a wife and children scarred and embittered by grief. So I will probably try it at least just because mm-hmm. it sounds it sounds like something I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. Even if written by Joyce Carol Oates.
1: <laughs>
0: but again, she's a big author. There are lots of people who are very, very big fans of hers. Um, it is a timely novel. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a big one that'll come yeah. out.
1: Speaking of timely novels, I'm willing to bet the next one I'm excited about is going to get just a little bit of attention in the next couple of weeks and months. The Refugees by Viet Thanh Nguyen, I believe is how you pronounce his name. He's the author of The Sympathizer, which was the winner of the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, so, this is basically a collection of short stories written over a period of 20 years exploring questions of immigration, identity, love, and family. Sounds good. Feels pretty on the nose for right now, so that is one that I'm incredibly excited to read as well. There's so many good books coming out I her. know,
0: uh, V.E. Schwab has a new one as part of her series, which is, I know, is a big one, um. A Conjuring of Light comes out uh, It's a sequel to Gathering of Shadows and the final book in the Shades of Magic, epic fantasy series. I feel like, though, I'm like, oh, are you reading a series? You probably already know it's coming out, but... Well, people know that it's coming out soon, but, like... Maybe they don't know when. Yeah,
1: not to keep harping back on my wife, but she reads a ton of these YA series, and she'll all the time, randomly, like, either literally listening to our podcast or, like, seeing one those just, like... Hey, I didn't know that book's coming out. So I think we're still doing some good for people. And if they're not, not
0: like me, they don't keep an Excel spreadsheet of all she, the books so that are she coming spe- out.
1: <laughs> My wife is a financial analyst, so she spends her life in spreadsheets. So Fair. her her books aren't in the spreadsheets. She also like <clears throat> she doesn't seem to care about keeping track of stuff. Like you use a spreadsheet, I use Goodreads. And I want—it's not even about like updating so other people know that I've read it. I always want to remember. And she's just like doesn't track it anywhere. And I'm like,
0: how do you do that, you monster? I don't think my boyfriend does either. I don't uh. think he. Oh no, he uses Goodreads. Never mind. Okay. He keeps track that way.
1: Um, did you mention The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas? I did not. Okay. Well, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas is. Another very timely one, inspired by the Black Lives Matter movement. Ac Thomas's searing debut about an ordinary girl in extraordinary circumstances addresses issues of racism and police violence with intelligence, heart, and unflinching honesty. Uh, it's also soon to be a major motion picture. So, um, yet another one that I'm going to definitely dive into.
0: So, lots of good stuff coming uh-huh.
1: out. There's a lot. Yeah, I mean we could keep going, but if you go to overdrive.com/slash/explore. Um, were there others? I don't want to cut you off.
0: No, there's just so many. I can't really. Yeah,
1: I know. I, I understand. Um, are there other things you want to talk about?
0: Uh, I don't think it's cold
1: so. here in Cleveland. We had two days of ridiculous snow. It
0: is very cold here in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True story. So,
1: um, We haven't asked in a while. So if you are a fan of our podcast and you wouldn't mind going into iTunes, and giving us a five star rating and leaving a nice little comment. It only takes a minute and it helps other people find us that we'd greatly appreciate. Um, as you mentioned, we're on Twitter and on email. Uh, you can email us, or I, we're on email. You can email us at professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com and you can find us on Twitter at probooknerds. Um, and again, that's just Jill and I having fun. So if you tweet at us, it's literally just one of the two of us at all times. Yep. Um, it's I'm usually fine. a good giveaway if it's a dog or a cat it's pretty obvious who's tweeting about that um jill's been very excited about the beast Beast trailers lately
0: i have sorry it's the library it's beast's library i'm not complaining
1: it's beautiful and i'm super jealous so um all right well i hope you guys enjoyed these and again thank you to everyone for writing in and letting us know what you're reading um everyone else who didn't do that you are more than welcome to email us and we'll shoot you some recommendations as well so and if you're one of the people who we did mention, maybe email us after you read these and let us know how we did. Yes. I think we did a good job, but you can be the judge. So, Anything else? Nope. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the, prof- oh, wow. <laughs> oh.
0: the professional book nerds podcast. Bye, everybody. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace.